I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. Welcome to Snacks with Stein. Actually, we're snackless with Stein today because we both just had dinner and (laughs) we're going to think up our dream snacks today. So not only are we bringing you another episode of Just Beyond, actually two episodes of Just Beyond, we're also going to talk about dream snacks. So it's a lot of exciting things happening tonight on Snackless with Stein. So hello. I'm Danielle. Christy is in Colorado. Is there snow? Um, No. However, we are supposed to get a snowstorm tomorrow. It is predicted on AccuWeather for six to eight inches, which means at my house, it'll be at least a foot. Um, And I believe it because it's been a weird winter where we haven't had almost any snow, which is crazy Mm because we live in the Pike National Forest. Um, So it's like, It'll be the first significant snow that we're going to have. And today, mm-hmm. though, the temperature was changing. Like, it was, like, definitely dropping. And so we got these crazy high winds. And mm-hmm. there's, like, I guess there's only one power line that comes up my mountain. Because anytime it's windy, like, a tree blows over on it. And then we have no power for a long time. But they got it back no up. Power. And hopefully we'll get that snow tomorrow because really kind of we need it at some point it'll be so dry yeah right whereas we're having like weird weird ass snow and like low elevations for us and it's freezing did like, it snow I know it where you're at there. not where i am like physically where i am but at a low elevation like in the mountains near us like what we call the mountain you know, like mount, mount tamalpais and stuff like they're low elevation they don't get very much snow but they had quite a bit and, you know, we and then when we were driving home from Disneyland a few weeks ago, I remember if I mentioned it last time, we saw like for real actual snow. It was insane. No, you didn't say that. Driving home from Disneyland. Yeah, we were driving home and it was insane. Like I have never because, again, California child, I have been to a snow park. So I've been in the snow, but the snow is right. like in the snow park. And it's like, you know, it's real snow, but they pack it in and whatever. It wasn't falling, you know. But yeah. this was, like, real legit falling snow. It was, like, hilarious because everyone's like, wait, is it real snow? Oh, my God, it's snow. We sound like such idiots in my iPhone video because you're like, wait, it is snow. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> we sound so stupid. <laughs> and so, but it was, like, really, it was, it was kind of scary because, like, obviously no one has chains or anything, you know. But it wasn't, like, a lot. But we were like, is this ever going to stop? And we were driving for a little while. And the and the surrounding hillside and the mountain were like blanketed with snow. Wow! So it was cool. It yeah. was cool. And but my, so my first time seeing falling snow at thirty four years old. <laughs> well, so like, uh, yeah, that but like that happens. Like sometimes random mm-hmm. freak snowstorms in places that shouldn't be. Now, if you right. get snow next year, like we're all gonna die. Like, it's the end. (laughs) If there's snow outside my actual window on my street, then we know it's the end. Right. (laughs) For sure. 
be like, hey guys, so. it's the apocalypse. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for your support. <laughs> See you on the other side. <laughs> so yeah. So like Danielle said, we both kind of just had dinner, and I understand that this is like a snack based podcast, but we're 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 full, and you know it's not healthy to eat when you're full. So what we're gonna do instead is we're gonna say, you know, if we could, if we were not full, and we could conjure things out of the air. I, you know, my mind keeps coming back to those Christmas tree little Debbie cakes. Oh. Mostly because nice. I don't buy that shit because it's chemicals holding hands and I don't feed it to my family. Um, but like every once in a while you get that hankering for like some real, real kind of WT junk food. And in my mind, that is like any little Debbie concoction. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know if that comes from like, my dad used to carry those, um, what are the chocolate ones with the wafers? Which one? No, what are they called? It's like wafers and peanut butter and it's like, there's like chocolate on it. It's covered in chocolate. What? what well, I nut, can't think of nutter, it. Nutter butters? Is that what those are? But those do not have chocolate. says they're nutter butters. No, what I'm thinking about definitely is shaped like a peanut. No, that's different, babe. That's not what this is. Somebody somewhere is screaming at us in their car. <laughs> it's this. You know what I'm talking about. It comes in a two pack. Um, my dad used to have those in his wow, work no all, all the time. Whatever, um, I'm gonna figure it out. I'll Google it. You're gonna figure it out. Do it. But yeah. So yeah, the little Debbie Christmas tree cakes would be delightful. Maybe with like just a nice cup of coffee. Yum. I would like a gingerbread cookie from Disneyland. Aww, like I love it. That's what I would like. That's what I like right now. Everything's better, Mickey. I had one, but I should have bought 10 and I didn't. And I regret. They get mad at you. All the people in line will be like, what are you doing? Who are you selling this to? They have, okay. They have a limit because we did buy the limit because I asked. But I gave them away because I'm a nice person. And I was like, and I was like, how many can I buy? And they're like, seven. And I'm like, okay, seven it is. (laughs) We were those people, but I only kept one and I gave the rest away in Christmas gifts. Oh, that's very nice. Because they're like gold. Those things are like gold. My husband just walked up and showed me on his phone what I was talking about. They're called Nutty Buddies. Mmm. Nutty Buddies. I have never heard of those. I'm looking them up. Look it up. It's a little Debbie thing. It might be a Southern thing. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I've seen the package before. My dad used to keep those in his truck. Like, just keep them on hand. (laughs) Well, they must have been his favorite. I guess. I don't know. It's some kind of a weird, like, survivalist thing coupled with, like, I'm, maybe the kids won't eat them if they're in my truck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did you know that they made Nutty Buddy ice cream? What? They did. It was called Nutty Buddy Super Scoops, and it was at Walmart. There is something. Um, I don't know if it's a Mandala thing. Do you remember <laughs> Metal Gold as a brand? What was it called? Meadow Gold. It sounds familiar. 
So it was like a dairy brand. So they had milk. Yeah, it's real. And like, it's on and, the internet. Um, Meadow Gold. Mm-hmm. Meadow Gold. They used to make um, yeah. ice cream. And they made a heavenly hash ice cream that was kind of like Rocky Road. But instead of like chunky marshmallows, it had like marshmallow fluff. And that, the closest thing to it, and instead of nuts, it had little chocolate chips. And the closest thing to it I can find is the Bluebell Rocky Mountain Road. But even that still has peanuts in it and not the tiny chocolate chips. Best ice cream this on the planet. This one says Meadow Gold is chocolate flavored flakes, almonds, and marshmallow swirl. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Right. Well, now that we've gone on this journey of weird snacks. Yep, um, that's what we do. My child. See how so we incorporated that? You're welcome. I promise we'll be, we'll get back to normalcy after the new year. We promise. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. This is like Christmas vacation for us. So this is just fun times. Episodes. Fun times. Good times. I like it. Fun times. So like last time, I Christy watched episode one of Just Beyond on Disney Plus. Which is the R.L. Stein? Was was it a graphic novel? We determined it was. So, um, and I have a this as a note for later as well. So one of our friends um, on Twitter said that um, what? Who was it? I wrote down his screen name. It is Spongy Snowflake on Twitter. Says that um, they're not actually like really based on the graphic novel. Oh, he said there. It's kind of like in name only. Okay, kind of. So a they're thing. just going by name only. Then that's what that's what it's he said. Thing. I don't know if that's true because I haven't read the graphic novel. Maybe we should like do our due Neither. diligence and read the graphic novel. I have no idea. Please educate us. We would like to know. Yeah. But anyways, so last time you watched episode one. And then to this time, I watched episode two, which we're going to talk about first. And that was called Parents Are From Mars and Kids Are From Venus, which is a funny title because it makes me think of that stupid book. The men are from Mars. Women are. There was like a board game. This is like peak 90s, like stupidity now. Like a board game of men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yes. Yes. Wow. Like, I know that's a, it's an older thing, but it's impossible for me to not think of Cher and Clueless. But actually, it wasn't Cher. It was, um, oh, what the hell, the, the character that they were making over when they were talking about how they read Ty. one non-school book a day. Ty. It was Ty. And she was reading Fit or Fat. And Ty was reading oh, yeah. Mars. Women are from Venus. <laughs> Fit or Fat. Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy. Oh, gosh, she darn was it. Wonderful. She was. <clears throat> I love that movie. If anyone oh. doesn't watch Clueless by now, get a life, please. <laughs> I feel super stupid because it was literally not until this year that I realized that that was an adaptation of Emma. Oh, not until this year? I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> I always just thought it was like a fun movie. And I'm... I am someone who who loves Jane Austen. I have a literary tattoo from Pride and Prejudice on my foot. But like, go get it I I saw it in a meme and I was like, oh my God, it is. (laughs) And I'm like going back through all the characters. I'm like, yes, yes. 
in all yes. <laughs> Stupid. We're revoking your literary tattoo. We're taking I'm it sorry. back. I'm sorry. You can't have it. I love my tattoo. What kills me, though, like, I'm sorry, as a tangent again, but what kills me, though, is that in the the Pride and Prejudice that most people like with Kara Knightley, the guy who plays Mr. Darcy, I don't know the actor's name because I am i can't think of it. That oh, guy. He did some Lord of the Rings stuff. And... He's been in things. But the crazy thing is, is that he is on one of my favorite shows right now called Succession on HBO. And I, I forgot it was him until I saw a screen grab of Pride and Prejudice recently. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Miss Darcy. Because on this show, he plays this, like, for better or for for like worse word I can think of, he's basically a cuck. He's just like this guy who's like whipped by his wife, completely like, you know, can't stand up for himself, total weirdo. And I'm like, it's totally opposite. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Mr. Darcy, what happened to you? No. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Read circling back. Circling back. So. We're from Venus and Mars over here anyway. So so this episode was called Parents Are From Mars. Kids Are From Venus. And I'm stealing Christy's thunder, but she said that you said that you were you were offended or what did you say? Earlier? No. So, you were so I was watching it earlier today because like I didn't have to write the script for this one, but I did have to watch it so we could talk about it. And like I got like maybe five or so minutes into it, and I, I had to message Danielle. I was like, I'm gonna try really hard not to take this personally. <laughs> oh, not take it personally. <laughs> I'm not be triggered by these like hip parents like doing all the cool stuff. <laughs> but see, okay, so yes, so this one centered on two boys. I hope I have their names right because. Maybe, maybe the script, I realized I was writing different names. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, God, what are these names? I was like, I don't know. So I don't know either. I don't remember. I believe their names are Jack and Ronald, I think. Okay. I know it's a Jane and our name. I believe it's Jack and Ronald. So anyway. Well, it's Jack we and Ronald now. Them. Jack and Ronald now. <laughs> and we have a center. it's centered on them, two boys. They we open on them and they're riding their bike. They live in a cute little town and they're kind of just riding their bikes on the street, which I always think is weird when you ride your bike on the street. But I'm like, okay. So they're riding their bikes on the street and they're chit chatting about like how weird their parents are. It's kind of an odd opening because it's just like, boom, my parents are weird. Your parents are weird. Like, you know, they love their solar panels and they talk about their gardening and like, you know, all the things that normal people do but when you're a teenager you're like ew my parents are weird and I would guess these kids are probably 13 I would think that's what I would say maybe in that I'd say right around 13 14 yeah yeah so they're riding their bikes over to Chris's curiosities which I flipped out because it's owned by Elliot from E.T. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Elliot. Is that who it is? You know what I wrote? Okay, so I made a, I made a few notes here as I was going through. Um, and the first one I have is you made the Elliot from ET connection. Is mm-hmm. it the same actor in the Hannibal Lecter movies? No. Is he in those? No. Okay, in one of the Hannibal Lecter movies, 
it's it's like the origin story of like the guy in the wheelchair that he had cut up his own face and he was gonna like kill Lecter and feed him to his pigs. Oh, you're thinking of Red Dragon, I think. Is that Red Dragon? It may have been Red Dragon. Not the same actor. He may have a bit part in that, but it's not him. No. It's not him. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So it's I'm forgetting his name and I forgot to write it down, but it's Elliot from ET. And he's also the dad in um, Hunting of Hill House, which is a more recent. Okay. He may have been in Bly Manor too, but I don't think so. I know Do- I don't remember he was in Blind Manor. Okay. But he was the dad in Hill House. So I was like, it's Elliot, which was cool. And so the store is super awesome. They ha- looks like they have like gag gifts and like other kind of like fun, silly things. Like it's the cute, like fun little store in town. And he's talking about, and Chris, who's the owner of the store, which is Elliot, is talking about, like, Bigfoot skulls and, like, how Bigfoot's real and stuff like that. And the two kids are kind of just, like, ignoring him. But they seem to be looking around for something or other. Basically, I wanted to shop there. And Oh, yeah. You can tell it's the only place in town for weird kids. Yeah. Like, like the weird kids. If you're not out playing sports, Mm -hmm. you're hanging out at this (laughs) shop with this guy. Yes. Yes. And he's a weirdo, and he's probably the town weirdo. And like, yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> so they are getting ready to leave. But before they do, Chris is like, hey, want to see a pixie skull? Which I would have been like, yeah. But they're like, no, we're going to leave now. And he leaves them with a warning, which is to trust no one. And if we have 90s children in the room, we know what that means. There's right. some aliens. A foot. Or this guy has, like, just never been laid ever. Ever. Which is probably also a thing. Right. So we jump to, I'm assuming the same day, maybe not, we jump to a family barbecue and we meet Jack's parents, (laughs) who are played by Tim Heidegger from Tim and Eric. And Ricky Lindholm, who is one half of Garfunkel and Oates. So I was like, dang, this episode is full of fun cameos. I was like, that's pretty cool. So if you're not familiar with Garfunkel and Oates, they're a hilarious two women singing comedy bit group. They're, they had a show on Comedy Central for quite a while, and it was hilarious. They're very, very funny. And Tim and Eric, I think, is still on Adult Swim, or maybe they just do specials now. I don't know. I it's not like my brand I've of heard smart. them on um... – you know when you get a new car and you get that like trial of Sirius XM radio and you get a channel yes. that has comedians? Mm-hmm. I think I've heard him there. Yeah. So Tim and Eric is a very absurdist comedy show. It's not my thing, but they're very, very, very popular. Um, but I know Tim has done more. Tim Heidecker does more acting stuff now. So he was in, he's been in quite a few things. So it was kind of fun to see them. So the parents are dorks, but in the best, bestest way ever and they're just so cringeworthy but again in the best way and i was Josh's laughing mom, the whole time like they're they're like the hit like what did she, she said oh what is she, she like she says so she's trying to be super duper cool and it's like yeah and i and i had to laugh a little bit and i was like all right i'm not gonna take this personally this this is not my style but i i have I have been known to call my son bro, but he started it. Yeah. Uh, he he came out with that, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, he called me bro. And I was like, really? Uh, okay. Is that what we're doing now? 
were doing. But like, she, she, oh, she said something was going to be off the chizane. Yes, off the chizane. Mm-hmm. So the mom is basically like, she uses every like what she thinks is cool word. Like later on in the episode, she dabs. And the uh-huh. kids are like, oh my God, please. Like, but she says dab and, and she, she does it. You know, so dab. She, <laughs> yeah, she's like, dab. <laughs> So she is talking about um, the upcoming camp family camping trip, which which I guess the two families are going on together, him and their family and Ronald's family. And she's tossing around ideas what they're going to do. And her latest idea is matching pajamas, which is very unwelcome news to 13-year-old Jack and Ronald, who are like, hell to the no to that. And then we shoot back to his dad, and the dad is, like, in his shorts and socks and sandals, and he's thanking the son <laughs> for his solar panels, and, you know, like, super into his steak that he's cooking. And it's flank steak. Typical, like, it's, like, the shittiest cut of meat you could possibly have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he offered – he asked um, Jack to come, and, like, he's going to teach him how to cook the steak, and he's like, hell no, I'm leaving. And so he runs away. And goes up to his room. His dad comes in. And it's kind of <laughs> cute. He's trying to bond with him. And, you know, be like, oh, I remember when you liked baseball. Look at all your baseball trophies. You know, like parents trying to awkwardly bond with their teens who are separating from them and want to be their own people. And they go into this awkward conversation about changes to your body, which no one wants that conversation. No one wants to have. And no one is happy in this room. So it just kind of gets more awkward and awkward. And Jack is like, it's fine. All is good. Please leave my room. So that was that. I've been on the other end of that conversation. Uh, It didn't go quite as awkwardly as all that because I've always been pretty straight up about things. And kind of like mm-hmm. very medically detached, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, like, let's talk about this in medical detail. <laughs> you yeah. know? And I'm sure that that is embarrassing on some level. But yeah, it was pretty cringy little scene there. But it was kind of sad because like before he leaves, like you can tell like he just like wants to have like have an interaction with his child. And mm-hmm. He tells him he loves him and he doesn't say anything. Yeah, that was sad. That was sad. sad. <laughs> it's like, listen, you little punk. Go be in yeah, your feelings, but tell him you love him. Yeah, that was sad. Personally, I like so, to scream it at my children so that they have to react. They have to. I love you. They have to. <laughs> Just say it with all the anger in your heart that you. Yeah. <laughs> They can't avoid it if you're screaming. <laughs> they have to say something. Shock them into yeah. response. That's the key. <laughs> so later that night, I kind of got lost about whose house they were at in this part. Mm, but I, I think they had said that like the game night was supposed to be at Ronald's house. What, Ronald's so they, house. Okay. they conspired to go to the other house that the game was not happening house. at. Okay. Right. But then they just, but then they come across. Okay. Anyway. So I think they are at Ronald's house for game night, which is an adult's thing that the, the two parents, as the parents play like board games and the boys are playing video games, you know, somewhere else in the house. So they're, that's, and it's their annual, like not annual, probably weekly thing that they do game night. 
And both their dads come in and try to have another awkward conversation with them. And then and then they discover they're breaking out in both in a in a rash. And they assume it's from something that they touched in the yard. They're like, maybe it's poison oak. I don't know. But we have matching rashes now. Because the one kid was like, is it puberty? (laughs) And the other kid's like, no, I think it's poison oak. (laughs) Poison oak. Yeah. So the two kids have matching rashes now. So cute. And they had to play video games, but Ronald forgot his headset. So they have to go walk to the other house to get it. And they're walking, and the house is totally dark, and it looks like no one's home. There's a glowing light coming from somewhere inside the house. They figure, okay, maybe someone is home. And they're watching a movie, but what about game night? Like, it's kind of confusing. And then they get closer to the house, and they hear kind of weird chanting. And their parents are standing in a circle, wearing black hooded robes, surrounding a glowing orb, and the coffee table is floating off the ground. So they're understandably like, what the fuck? And they figure they might be witches first. So like, they're witches. What the hell? And they run home, run to the other, back to the other home. <laughs> they're like, what are we going to do? We have to find out why our parents are so weird. <clears throat> witches, that's why. Well, to the, I mean, in their defense, like, they're wearing robes and chanting. I mean, mm-hmm. not that we're, like, you know, trying to say that's what witches do, if that is your chosen religion or whatever. But, like, if you're a 13-year-old kid and you see that mm-hmm. and think it's weird, like, you'd probably jump there. Yeah, probably. That'd be my first guess. Witches or cults? Those cult. are going to be I was thinking <laughs> sex cult. It's a sex cult. Yeah. They're swingers. Cult. This took a turn. This is Disney Plus. Is Come on now. <laughs> yeah. So it's the next day. Well, before the night ends, like, we have to figure out what the hell's going on with our parents. But they, ha- they don't really have a plan. But the next day, Jack is searching around in his father's closet, or sneakily trying to, and finds the robe and pulls a small blue, like, orb-looking thing from the pocket. And it's shiny and kind of sparkly and kind of cool-looking. Then... Right before it's too late, his dad appears, and he quickly makes up a story about a missing fishing pole before arousing too much suspicion. And the dad's like, what do you mean? Your fishing pole's in the garage, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, thanks, bye, gotta go, awkward, and run away again. And so he runs off, and he had managed to pocket the orb, and he and Ronald take it over to the curiosity shop to have it examined by Weirdo Chris, because the weirdo in town is obviously going to know what this weird thing is. Well, you have this store because you bring all your weird stuff. (laughs) You bring all your weird stuff. Right, he has the oddities in town. And I wrote here Mm -hmm. a a note. It says, okay, this comic store is huge. Look at the space in this back room. Yes, (laughs) it is very big. He has a lot going on back there. Yes, there's a lot (laughs) of things. Like it's all backlit and like Mm – he might have an he's exam been, table. Like, yeah, no he spent some time there. I have questions about this guy. There may be some suspicion around this man. Something. So he's looking at the orb, and he pretty much immediately is like, I know what it is. Zugarians. And Jack and Ronald are like, excuse me? What is that? And then Chris goes to change the open sign on the door to close and has to tell the boys some unfortunate news, which is that their parents are aliens. 
So now we know that Christy's an alien. Just kidding. <laughs> I totally am. I totally yeah. am. Honestly, if I was an alien, you think I would pick Earth? No. <laughs> we got some problems. <laughs> There's problems yeah. here. If I have a vast, like, galaxy of many different planets <laughs> to choose from, I might, play, yeah. like, pick somewhere a little less problematic. Um, yeah. yeah. I would find somewhere more chill. I would go somewhere more chill than here. <laughs> I mean, so of course, if we're, if we're going for weird planets, like I need like flying ponies and shit. <laughs> yeah, me too. I want like weird. Okay, so they're aliens, and of course, they're like again, still just like what? Excuse me. And he takes them into the very, very large back room of the store, and tells them that their town has been a hotbed for alien activity since the 80s. And parents are being replaced by alien lookalikes and that, too bad, so sad, their parents are likely already alien food and have long been dead. <laughs> he just lays it all out there. He's like, look, they're dead. Sorry. The end. <laughs> Don't take any time to grieve. Just keep it moving. <clears throat> so they basically take the parents and wait for the offspring to mature, a.k.a. puberty. That's when Chris notices the boy's rashes and tells them that their skin is being prepped for extraction. Dun, dun, dun. I'm so glad you got this one. It's so goosebumps. Mm -hmm. It's a suit. Yeah, I love, I really liked this episode. Like, overall, it was really fun. Yeah. So Jack is the skeptical one of this bunch, and he's like, are you sure this guy is, like, super weird? And again, what alien is going to come here and wear socks and sandals like his dad? <laughs> that, is not a, that is not a fashion choice that anybody from any planet would make. So he is like, no, this can't be true. Then Chris hands them a jar full of some kind of gross looking liquid and instructs them to bring back a sample of DNA. And then he gives them these funny, like, I think they're old school football helmets to wear and they have tinfoil inside and that's to protect their thoughts because we don't want the aliens to take them. <laughs> so nice. I just remembered on where I've, where I've seen the mom. Mm. She was in uh, Knives Out. Oh, she was. You're right. <clears throat> I forgot about that. Yeah, she was the brother's like ultra conservative right wing wife yes mm -hmm. you are right i haven't seen that movie more than once so i couldn't remember <clears throat> so the boys leave and then chris is like i'm gonna make a phone call to my quote-unquote network his alien network he's calling the smoking man from the x-files i don't know who he's calling but he's gonna call someone he's going to call he's someone. gonna call the guy in the comic book store two towns over <laughs> who yes, also has a like big that. back room <laughs> so back at their houses Jack and Ronald are gathering the evidence they need so they got some hair off a, a, a brush and then they sneakily cut Ronald's mom's hair which I found hilarious just like we're gonna lay on the floor and like cut her hair that was really funny I'm like good thing she has really long hair and then they gather it all up and they put it in the jar of liquid and they also know at the same time that both of their rashes are getting bigger on their arm and feeling kind of more worse and itchy. And they just assume it's because they were scratching them because, as we all know, if you scratch something, it gets worse. So that's what they were first thinking. They're like, ew, this is gross. 
They so, put the jar down. They're like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. So the jar is the mm-hmm. DNA test, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it looks like someone pooped in the jar. <laughs> it's laugh. grody. Yeah. It look it does look like poop water. It's so it gross. Does. I was like, did you just take like a jar full of poop water from the town crazy, <laughs> cut your mom's hair in a weird stealthy operation, drop it in there, and then like wait for stuff to happen? Yes. Yeah. They yeah, the jar, it's <laughs> I was leaning more toward like when you have like too many paintbrushes and you make that yeah. dirty poop color. But it is like there's like water. chunks in it. Like there, oh, no. <laughs> gross. So they put all the stuff in the poop water, <laughs> and the liquid starts to change color to a wonderful, like weird red shade. So we have red poop water. Gas. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry. And they're like, here. we gotta take this back to Chris's to have it examined because they're like, we don't know what this means. Does this mean they're aliens? Does this mean something else? No idea. Turns out it's game night again. And so once again, the parents are gathered around their glowing orb. But this time, they're sneaking out of the house to go over to Chris's, but they stop to see what's going on. And they're looking at the room and then they kind of, they have a shot of the parents. And it looks like Jack's mom sees them. But when in fact, she is just reaching her purple tentacle arm to get a tortilla chip. That was adorable. I want that gift to be like our new like pinned gif. It's it's so us. Like she's super cute, but like creepy with the tentacle arms. And she's having a snack. Mm-hmm. She's having a snack. It's very and the kids are like, oh my God. And then all of the rest of the parents start to change, and they all have these purple glowing squid arms. They were kind of squid-like to me. They had, tentacle, they had suckers and stuff. So, yeah, none of their body changed except for the. It's like only the arms. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> they take off running, but I think Jack drops headphones. I want to say what they. I think they are, and or something that That's creates a frequency. That he oh the headset yeah the gaming headset yes yeah the gaming headset which causes a frequency and that catches the attention of their parents but it seems like they still managed to make it off the lawn before being spotted but we don't know the day of the lake trip has arrived and neither child is really thrilled but they're loading up the car and this is my favorite part of the whole episode because the parents start singing Old Town Road. Is I and, okay. I made a special note here. <laughs> I, I I I will admit that like I'm way out of touch, but it's completely by choice. Because there was a time when I like went to work to a job like a normal person and I would like listen to the radio on the way. I stopped listening to the radio probably ten years ago because I can't handle the ads. Like they yeah. It's that nails on a chalkboard thing. For You get like two songs and then it's six minutes of ads and I can't handle that. Right. So I know zero songs. So to me, it just looked like I was like, what is what did I write? I wrote, what the fuck <laughs> is this song about riding a horse and can't tell me nothing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I had to go listen to it. Now. <laughs> I was 
like, what is a horse? Why are they on a horse? Like, you can't, write, tell, you can't tell him nothing, Christy. You can't tell I him guess. nothing on his horse. <laughs> they're like getting down like they're into it i was like is did they make this just for the show no i'm just that no. lame. <laughs> so they sing the song and the kids are of course like dying inside in the back like please god <laughs> no. like, they're, so they're so unhappy <laughs> and luckily my parents were never this like cringe but I had friends' parents who were, and they were like this. And so I remember, like, how that feels, being like, oh, my God, like, please, for the love of all that is holy, make it stop. And that was the best. It was hilarious. So they arrive, (laughs) and they're at this – it's this beautiful lake, but the house is not very exciting to look at from the front. It's not total Evil Dead vibes, but it's still not like, wow, a lake house. You know, it's kind of like there's the cabin. But it's they're at the lake trip, and they're like – Still, you know, don't want to be here. And as they arrive, they reminded of a warning that Chris gave them, which is that the Zugarians like to isolate their prey. And nothing is more isolated than a lake in the middle of the woods. So they're they're on high tension. They're like, we're going to die. We have to get out of here. We need to go right now. It's high tension time for the kids. And they're hiding out in their room. And Jack's mom comes in and invites them to game night. And this is the first time they've ever been invited to game night. So they're, of course, super suspicious. They panic some more. And Josh notices the headset he dropped the other night was placed in his, sorry, Josh, Jack notices the headphones and they were placed in his bag, which can only mean that his mom saw them sneaking around the other night, which means they're probably on to them. So tensions are higher on the gaming table. The kids are literally sweating. They're like, "I." it looks like it's a sauna. They're sweating so much. Like, I, they want to get out of there. They want to leave. There's a funny scene with a knife. Like, there's a knife for the cheese. And they forgot it. And the kids are convinced they're going to get the knife to, like, murder them with. Yeah, they're going to get filleted. And, so, and yeah, the mom's like, oh, that knife is too big. And he's like, it'll do the job. <laughs> That was a funny scene. But Jack notices there's car keys just out of reach. So he has his eyes on the car keys. Like, okay, if I got to jump up and run, that's where they are. So then all of a sudden, Ronald's dad gets up and decides to take the large axe that was mounted on the wall off the wall, which I still don't get why he did that. And the boys have that they're enough. Like, we're out. She grabs the car keys and they run out the door like bats out of hell. Like, goodbye. That's it. They get up. They get in the car. And as fate would have it, they end up going in reverse and crash into the living room of the cabin. Because they're 13 and can't drive. I was going to say, they're kids and they've probably never driven before. And they probably have never paid attention on how to operate a vehicle. They're like, gotta go. And then backwards. <laughs> Did you catch why the dad took the axe off the wall? Um, Did I miss something? No. But there. It was like I... he just got. It was uh, like he just got up and took it off the wall. I don't know if he was going for firewood. Maybe. But there was no I explanation. Don't know. I But there was no explanation for that. So I would be alarmed too. I'm like, what are you doing? Put the axe well, back on the wall. 
I don't know what the hell the axe would be there for other than firewood, but it, it like it yeah. looked like a brand new axe. It was like all bright and shiny, like the right. Tin Man. Like it looked like it had never yeah. used before. I, I have no idea. So they're in the car. They just crashed, and both Jack and Ronald are like, "Well, buddy, you know this is it. <laughs> had a good run, buddy, old pal. See you on the other side. We're dead. It's over." And then Jack's dad appears in the window, very upset. <laughs> but they run back in the house and the kids take a stand and are like, you know what, people, we know you're aliens. We're our real parents. We don't want to be aliens. Leave us alone. And even Ronald grabs a spatula thinking the spatula is going to like save his ass. I don't know. But they're like, get away from us. He's holding out this like silicone spatula in front of him. Like I will... I will whack you. I will whack you away. They just don't want to be aliens. Like, nope, give us our parents back. But it is revealed by Jack's dad that Jack and Ronald have tentacles too. And they're otherwise, which they are calling Florgs. And the kids are like, again, confused. And then the parents begin to reveal their true forms. They all show their freaky tentacle arms. And then, you know, what we wanted to tell you guys so long ago, but we had to make sure you were ready. And the rash they both got was the sign that it was time to become their true alien selves. And the rash, like, turns blue, and then it gives them a tentacle arm. It's pretty cool. I want They adjust to this information very quickly very fast <laughs> in about 0.5 seconds we go from abject terror to like little half smiles <laughs> about how you're not really human yeah that's what the 25 minute show <laughs> has to do what's about but it's a sweet moment at the end because the parents and the kids you know say she finally say i love you back to each other and that they accept them for who they are. They don't want them to be anyone but themselves. They don't They don't want to be carbon copies of their parents. But we love you just for who you are as, you know, as weird or whatever as you want to be. So it was cute. And the, pam- the families pile into the van, which transforms into a spaceship, which was pretty cool. And it's revealed that they are going home to their planet of Zugaria. And I'm like, good, get the hell out of Earth because it sucks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And then the spaceship van flies over the town and we see Chris locking up the store. He looks to the skies and sees them flying by and he waves to the sky with his own Florg. Aww. He's an and that was the episode, and it was hell of adorable, and I loved it. It was very cute. Was Were you surprised at how quickly mm-hmm. we changed directions, and all of a sudden it's cocoon? Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we, like <laughs> we went from like possible terror, and then now it's like a Spielberg movie. Yes, <laughs> it was a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, the but gl- I the- thought it was. A- it was really cute oh it was really cute the kids i they were just super accepting i was like wow that was easy you probably could have told them some other stuff too Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
that you really are swingers or whatever else you're doing. <laughs> Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Just tell them that it's like, you know, on your planet, that's cool. That's what happens. It's fine. That's what happens. They're but yeah, happy. I thought it was fun. And like Christy said, it was super Goosebumps vibes. Like this is how Goosebumps yes. book would go. Yeah. With more detail, obviously. But it was very much like a Goosebumps book. It was really cute because they started singing that same like horses and can't tell. Oh yeah, in the end they were all singing again. (laughs) (laughs) So and their minivan turned into like a spaceship. So it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, My friend Thomas on Facebook the other day because I just shared that thing about disclosure was imminent because NASA revealed that they were consulting like theologians Mm -hmm. about whether or not um, the populace was ready to learn about alien life. Yeah. And my friend Thomas was like, we might be ready, but are we ready to, like, accept the fact that they might not be cool, that they could be, like, really lame? <laughs> and it's like, that's true. Like, that's that's a possibility. This, this is an example. Of yeah, exactly. Like, right. They're going to be Instagrammable. And they're going to be like, yes. hey, girlfriend. <laughs> Oh. They're going to want to sell you on their, mar- their, their marketing. Yes. And yes. The mom things. definitely <laughs> sells like Scentsy or Lulero. Um, yeah. One of those. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, yeah. That would be sad if they, if they get aliens in there and they suck. I feel like the boys were a little bit hard like, on them, though, because like I get that. Your parents are kind of dumb sometimes. Like, my parents were never, like, ever attempted to be cool. In fact, I think they're from that school of parenting where it's like, we are a lot better than you. Like, you should get through this as quickly as you can. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember the the amount of times I was called a teeny bopper or, like, (laughs) some, I don't know, something cool would come out my mom will be like that's a teeny bopper thing (laughs) yes yeah so my parents were in a totally different camp uh and never tried to be cool or embarrass me these parents are trying so hard to be cool and just want to relate to their kids so much so you know aliens they're just like us is essentially the message of this episode (laughs) i agree it was very inclusive Mm -hmm. many species Many species, but it was hella cute. I thought it was hilarious. I la- I was not expecting to laugh, um, but I did the whole way through, and I was grinning for most yeah. Of it, so it was really, really cute. And they got good people. Different in. tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a different tone. Yeah. And yeah, super fun cast, which I thought was cool. And they had to pay the big bucks for Old Town Road, so I was like, wow, Disney, good job pulling out the getting the the popular songs. <laughs> right. Good. Well, cool. Um, where's my outline? I don't know. Oh, it's on the floor. You have an ending. That's okay. We're gonna transition. Everybody knows these are rough. Um, (laughs) these are raw, unedited. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Um, let's see. (laughs) Okay. Well, we already talked about the snacks that we aren't having. Would you like a break? Do you need to get a snack? I'm just going to get water really quick, and then I'll be Grab back. some water. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so we're back, and we're going to go through episode three of Just Beyond, which is called Witch Witch, which, side note, 
I love Witch Witch. It is a delicious sandwich place here in Colorado. I don't know. They have them in other states. We um, did. We had one and it was closed. It was so sad. Oh, I love Witch Witch. You can mm-hmm. build your own sandwich and put like all the shit on it that you want. Like I have the weirdest. I like pickly flavors. So I could like put all the olives and like. Yeah, it was amazing. My husband totally wanted to make out after. Um, so yeah, so I love Witch Witch. But unfortunately, this uh, episode has nothing to do with sandwiches that are delicious. Um, so we get our intro. And then the first thing I wrote was, <clears throat> okay, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because this one starts with like... <laughs> cute high school girls they're sitting at like the lunch table in like the cafeteria and the first thing we see is this like pretty dark haired girl like open up her lunch and there's a big flipping spider it's like mm-hmm. a giant tarantula yeah. like in there on top of her food there's no preamble there's no warning no nope. great big spider in your face rude um and i'm like is it, did they someone put it there or like is it her pet? Like, what's going on? The only thing I could say is that at least it wasn't moving. Uh, it appears to yeah. be dead. It appears to be laid out in such a way that it's meant to be, like, part of the meal. Like, it looks like it's prepped. And the girl kind of quickly covers it up mm-hmm. um, before she, you know, her other friends can see it. So it's like, okay, in this, like, half second, we've established that, like, someone's packed her a spider lunch it's normal for her because she doesn't flip out, but she doesn't want her friends to see it. <clears throat> oh, I lost an earbud. Hold on. <clears throat> I coughed and it went pew. Okay. So the girls are talking about why it is that the Wicked Witch of the West melts in water and about like how that makes no sense, right? And mm-hmm. it comes up in the conversation that the dark-haired girl, the one who opened up her spider lunch, is in fact a witch. But she's downplaying it. She's like, well, you know, I'm like, I'm barely a witch anyways. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But her friends seem like this, like, very accepting. Like, this is very normal. In the next scene, they're walking down the hall. And I had to stop for a minute. Um, is this what the kids are wearing right now? well i you know in my humble opinion i think all kids just wear pajamas these days Mm. so they had more interesting outfits than the than the outfits i see nowadays but i don't know i'm old i was struck by how similar this was to like what we wore like Mm -hmm. there are some like floral skirts with some denim jackets yeah. There's mm-hmm. like overalls happening, although never white, not white, white. Like you're going to, I would get something on that in about five minutes, probably somewhere on my butt. And then like spend the rest <laughs> of the day, like really self-conscious about how it looked like it's I, you know, yeah. Poop exactly. <laughs> like never white. Why? Why would you buy never. white? <laughs> um, I just, that struck me. I was like, wow, this is, this could have been a picture out of anyone's high school in 1999. Yeah. Well, I know some 90s fashionists are going back, so maybe that's why they did that. <clears throat> well, yeah, it did look modernized, but there was definitely a, like, a hard nod. Or maybe that's, like, I'm, I'm being serious. I truly don't know. Maybe that's what they're wearing. Who knows? 
Um, if crop top prom dresses come back, let me know. We're in Let's, trouble. Two pieces, yeah. Um, so they stopped in her witch's locker, and someone tells a joke, and she comes out with this like very true wicked witch like cackle instead of like a giggle, and it's adorable. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the like through the nasal thing. Um, yeah. It is so cute. And I just noticed that, like, they even put, like, the little wart on her chin. And she's she's pulling off the wart. Like, she looks cute. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, like, all these little, like, kind of things. But it's, like, very cute the way she's doing it. And, it. and as she's, like, laughing about this joke, she catches the attention of a very cute curly-headed kid, like, a few lockers down. Right? He's tall, mm-hmm. broad shoulders. He's got this kind of adorable puppy face. Um, <laughs> and the puppy face is named Emilio, right? What and a of name. of course, after we're making eyes at Emilio, um, our high school villain, the blonde, well-groomed Madison, comes over to tell the girls that, you know, Emilio is going with her to the upcoming dance. And of course, Madison takes a shot at our witch, asking if witches even cry or something stupid like that. And then she makes fun of her for her wart, which I just said, it kind of works for her. Like, she's, she's pulling off the wart. Yeah. Um, but the fact that Madison came out with this thing about the witch, it's like, okay. Wait a minute. So now our witch is in the bathroom. And she's working on, like, all the witchy traits that are pushing through her disguise as a teenager. Danielle, what brand of concealer is this? Oh, I didn't see it very well. Well, I need it because she puts it on her face and then the wart disappears. (laughs) Like instant perfection. Very expensive. Very expensive. So she like she puts on this concealer, she files down this like one kick-ass nail that has like this cool yep. ombre thing on it. And then she's like lifting nail. up her hair. It was cool. It was like leave it. Although maybe just one looks like you do coke, but you know, if they were all yeah. um that would look a little less conspicuous. You might not get stopped. Um she's you know, she's got these gray streaks coming out of her hair and she's like spraying colored hairspray on it. Um, and then she goes into the stall and eats her spider sandwich. <laughs> that was too and the much whole time. Me. I'm like, don't cover that up. Like, that's cute. Like, stop that. Maybe all the nails. I, I don't know. She's so cute. But she's so cute. And then there's like, there's a fade out and we are back in class. Um, she's talking to the teacher who is amazing, by the way, he's complete with like a sweater vest and he has a mustache so large, it looks like a giant caterpillar fell asleep on his face. And it's very distracting. Like, any minute his mustache is going to, like, pop its head up and address us. Oh, my God. It's that big. Um, <laughs> but we do get her name here, which is Fiona. Her name is Fiona. And she's asking her teacher if she can change the topic of her cultural history report to someone else. And the teacher thinks that she really should stick with writing about her great aunt and how it be would be like really great to dig into her family's history. Her great aunt was a witch in colonial Salem, 
And um, if there was ever a doubt before this moment, in this world, which is our thing? Like, mm-hmm. it's a reality. It's a real thing. Because she yeah. explains to her teacher that her great aunt is still alive, still in Salem, and she owns a cupcake shop. <laughs> and the teacher is thrilled. She now has a living resource to pull from for her paper. It's perfect. Yeah. And there's this really cute scene where he explains that, you know, he supports witches and, like, the you know, she's the only one in the school. She's so lucky how his he and his wife had a DNA test and they found out that they're both 1% witch and isn't that cool <laughs> and i uh, i wrote here he's 1% that witch <laughs> I love it. hey i just watched now, the, the yeah. crazy parents episode i'm like i'm putting yeah, all the mom jokes that. in love it so yeah so apparently witches are a thing and like it's like a cultural thing I guess like they're treating it like it's a race right Um, yeah so on her way out of school she stopped by Emilio and I I love Fiona like she is so adorable she's cracking lame jokes and like hating herself for it um Uh she's so cute and Emilio is totally into her like he's trying to keep her like attention so he can kind of dance around like asking her out and then this stray cat comes up out of nowhere and he starts speaking telepathically to Fiona Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's like how may I serve you you witchiness and she's like dude go away talking to Emilio and the cat's like, are you sure you don't want me to do some stuff? I could scratch his face off. <laughs> I wish it had that voice. <laughs> I know. I should have been the cat voice. You should have been the cat voice. <laughs> so and she's trying to tell the cat, listen, you're ruining the mood. Go away. Um, and she's, she snaps her fingers and the cat disappears in like a puff of green smoke. Where did the cat go? We don't know. We assume he's transported to a catnip field. I have no idea. Um, But now she can focus on what Emilio is trying to tell her, which is that he's trying to ask her out to the dance, which, of course, she accepts. And she's so happy that she kind of, like, floats a little bit. A little bit off the ground. And he's like, okay, cool. I will pick you up uh, Friday night at your house. And she's like, great. At my house. <laughs> Wonderful. <clears throat> I need water. I'm going to die. Ah, much better. <clears throat> well, ASMR for you. You didn't know you needed it. You're welcome. I love it. So Fiona heads home. Fiona's house is best described as Instagram witch chic, right? It's dark. It's described as Danielle wants to live there. <laughs> right. It's dark, but there's many plants, right? There's a lot of earth tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of warm and inviting, but also a little bit cold and kind of sterile. It's kind of a mishmash mix. It's not full Adam's family at all. Like, this is much more no. of a kind of zen vibe, right? But it's lovely. 
but it's nice. It's nice. Uh, Mom and dad are witches as well. And they're not very, like, concerned about hiding being a witch like Fiona obviously is. Um, In fact, there's a scene where Fiona pops out some brown contacts and reveals her very real kind of, like, amazing amethyst purple eyes. So pretty. So pretty. So she goes down to dinner with mom and dad, and it's all, like, super cute, right? They're eating what looks like dissection frogs. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) I've had frog legs before, never a whole frog, but it looks like literally the dissection frog. Um, And salad, because salad's good for you. Fiona tells her parents, you do, it's important, about her upcoming date with Emilio and begins to, like, coach them, okay, can you guys just act normal when he comes to pick me up and they just give each other a look they're like uh sure we'll be normal they're not super happy about like fiona not dealing with who she is um but they'll play along i guess if it makes makes her happy and then they they tell her her cousin luna is coming to stay with them for a few months oh and you know what? She's arriving right after dinner. Um, Just immediately. I feel like you probably would have known before now, but cool. Um, but they're very excited. Like, Fiona is a witch. She's, oh, excuse me. Fiona will have another witch around that's her age. Um, and these girls got along really well when they were little. Like, they used to do, I think that Luna is her only cousin. So, like. They used to, you know, share a room when they had visits and they would be up all night giggling and they they were good friends. Like they are excited that they're going to have this time together. But Fiona is concerned. She doesn't want everyone, especially Emilio, uh, seeing her more weird and witchy side. And she describes Luna as, quote, fresh off the broomstick. I love that. It was cute. And then, of course, Luna arrives in a tornado of purple smoke. As we she, all do. As we all do. I feel like that's how, that's a power move. Like, we're going to go in that boardroom and close that deal um, in a purple smoke tornado. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Luna's very super uber witchy, right? She's got, we'll talk about the hair, white hair. She's got this, like, cool witch's hat. It's not your typical pointed hat. It's definitely more no, stylized and, like, sh- like chic, right? She has these kick-ass nails. Of, the hat reminded me of Bobatons a little bit. Oh, Maybe the Bobatons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bo yeah. It's you like a shaped felt deal. Yeah, that's kind of cockeyed. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's very clear, right? Luna is not hiding anything from anyone. She's, you know, fully, she's got her witch pride on. And wow, she is really pretty. Did you notice how pretty this girl was? She is very pretty. (laughs) So pretty. And they like, they have a hug. They both have that cute witchy cackle, right? I wrote here, I hate... Luna's haircut. Hate it. Yes. <laughs> it's it was like... not my favorite either. Oh my god. Okay, so I used to work at a costume shop in college and I worked the wig counter 
a lot. Um, and then when it was slow, like you would put like new wigs on mannequin heads and like try to style them and fluff them up and make them look nice because wigs often come in a bag and you don't know what they look like. Um, and we, because I'm from Oklahoma, we would sell many of those like 70s rock star mullet wigs. And one time I tried to fix one by like fixing the haircut and mm. the result looked almost exactly like this girl's hair. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> So a mess. Oh, it's a mess. Like I would have been on board with a nice shapely '70s rock mullet. Like yeah, like very Jeriff. Yeah. Like I, yes, absolutely. But this looked like a mess. It looked like somebody just closed their eyes and like started cutting. And with one, it she was had a it rat was tail. It was a home haircut. <laughs> Did you notice she had a rat tail? No. There was one little she braided had- piece. That came out the bottom. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, but that, I mean, it's just kind of a testament to how gorgeous this girl must be in real life. Because I could see through this haircut and know that she's very pretty. Um, (laughs) And I also got, like, very Kelly LeBrock vibes from her. Oh. Like, very weird science. Oh, I could see that. I could see that. Right? Like, same kind of, like, face shape and mouth shape. And, of course, yeah, you know, the phony can... accent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, but that's be, my like, first thought. Mm-hmm. Like a young Kelly LeBrock. Um, yeah. But that night, Fiona and Luna are catching up. They're, um, you know, dishing and talking all things um, about things like, you know, when they were little and had a good time. But Fiona warns... Luna, you know, things aren't quite the same as when we were little. And she might want to, like, dial this witch thing down a bit. And Luna tells her, you know, don't worry about it. She's fine. It's totally fine. And they go to bed. And I also have a note here that says Fiona's PJs are super cute. Yes. I had the same thing. I said, I like those pajamas. (laughs) Yeah. The whole time watching this, I was like, wow, Danielle and I are just going to talk the whole time about how we want to wear those clothes. And live in that house. Uh-huh. And, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want those pajamas. I just don't want her haircut. Give me everything else. And I'm like, I'm set. Yeah, it's <laughs> bad. I'll pass on the haircut. <laughs> I keep waiting and for, I like. I don't think spider either. I keep waiting for Fiona to, like, flip, like, be, like, snapping her fingers and all of a sudden it doesn't suck. But that never happens. Don't get your hopes up, people. It stays like that the whole time. Um <laughs> So the next morning, Fiona comes down, and both girls, like, immediately assess each other, right? Luna is in full witchy gear. Fiona is in, like, capris and a sweater with fruit on it. Um, And Fiona is further horrified to learn that Luna wants them to ride to school on her broom. Which apparently has a jet engine on it. Yeah. I mean... The nimbus. Yeah, Luna's like, what? Bad. This broom is kick ass. It's super fast. Like, let's go. And Fiona's like, oh no. I'm going to walk. Um, Fiona's a <laughs> in this moment. She kind of, she kind of is. So we see Fiona like walking up to school. And of course, Luna's already there, you know. And she starts dazzling all of Fiona's friends with magic and just being 
just being Luna. Luna is walking confidence. People get attracted to that. Um, they walk into school together, and Luna starts going through her bag, uh, Mary Poppins style, right, pulling all a bunch of shit out, and she finds Fiona's wand. Fiona freaks out a little bit, and she's like, you can't bring wands to school. They're dangerous. And she takes it over and, like, shoves it into her locker before walking Luna to class. And there's this really cute line where Fiona's like, please just be cool. And Luna's like, I am cool. I don't know. I mean, she is. She is cool. She is. Can't deny it. <clears throat> but what they didn't notice was that Fiona's locker, <clears throat> excuse me, but what they didn't notice was that Fiona's locker didn't actually close all the way. And Madison, our pretty cool, like, mean girl villain person, she did notice that. And she kind of walks in that direction before a fade-out happens. Then, there is a musical montage, which we love. Always down for a montage. <clears throat> Luna is doing, like, a ton of witchy things all over school. And Fiona is, like, undoing them, right? She's trying to, trying to keep it low-key, trying to still trying to repress a lot of things. And it's really starting to piss Luna off. And in fact, like when they go to that history class with uh, Mr. Caterpillar face, uh -huh. Luna gets like super triggered over something really like harmless that the dude said. Yeah. And she goes off on this like, it's that thing where like someone calls someone else a racist and the other person's like, whoa, hey, I don't, that wasn't what I was trying to say. Like, I support your people. Yeah. He, he goes so far as to say, I voted for a witch in the last election. Uh, and you feel bad for the guy. Yeah. He was really trying. He was like, I'm so sorry. It's like, whoa. She got super duper triggered about it. Um, I'm, more amazed were, I'm more amazed they were able to, like, put her in school, like, in 24 hours notice. Like, boop. She's just in school now. Well, when you show up in a purple tornado, True. I guess you don't have to do paperwork. Nope. They're like, she's good. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's <laughs> so the next scene um, is Madison and a girlfriend. They're in the bathroom. They're checking their makeup and they're talking shit about the witches. Um, of course, Fiona's listening in the stall and she gets her feelings hurt. And in the hall, Madison picks on Fiona in front of Luna. And Luna is not intimidated by Madison. She gets right up in her face. She, like, points her wand at her. She's calling her a brat. She's saying she's going to put a curse on her. But Fiona is able to call her off uh, before she can do that. And Madison makes some kind of, like, foreshadowing comment about the dance being, quote, wicked. And then she kind of trots off. <laughs> And this is the last straw for Fiona, right? She tells Luna off. She's like, you are really embarrassing me in front of the whole school. I just want you to be normal. I want everyone to be normal. She's she's having an identity crisis kind of thing, right? Yeah. Okay, well, now it's the night of the dance. And Fiona is in her pink party dress. And I'm going to say it again, the, the cut of the top of this dress would be like straight out of the prom catalogs from 1999. Yeah. Um, I will agree. The bow in front. Yeah. yeah. The bow especially. Yeah. 
Now the bottom, not so much. It's more of a puffy A-line thing, but the top, mm -hmm. thousand percent. Yeah. Luna sees her and tells her she looks pretty and she starts to apologize and then they're going to like kind of talk through things. But then, of course, you know, Emilio shows up and it's adorable because he's got this like bouquet of roses, you know, mm -hmm. and dad kind of mildly threatens him um, like you do. And they leave. Uh, I guess Fiona's not going to the dance. I missed that part where she decided not to go. Yeah, I, miss, I don't think they ever said one way or the right. other. Oh, oh gosh. Um, where did it go? They leave for the dance. Okay, so now it's the time for the dance, right? And I love a high school dance scene. Love it. There is this like weird thing though when they get there the photographer's like hey you guys want a picture and Amelia's like no I just want to go dance but Fiona picks up on this hesitancy and she's like what you don't want a picture with me and Emilio makes some kind of like lame excuse about having really sensitive eyes or some shit mm -hmm. but she kind of he seems like I guess genuine about it so she kind of just like lets it go and then they go to dance and of course in that first clip they're dancing to fast songs I've said it before, that never happens. Everyone never. just kind of waits on the sidelines for a slow song. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that, now it's time for a slow dance. And he's still talking about like his sensitive eyes and how he's like really sensitive to light. Okay, Emilio, be a better date. We don't need to know about your sensitive eyes anymore. Um <laughs> <laughs> Madison is on the oh, sidelines. He's like, seriously, Emilio, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Madison's on the sidelines. She has Fiona's wand, um, and she conjures up a storm of cockroaches. So gross. Oh my fucking god! And you remember how much cockroaches Ooh, they are just like falling from the sky and it's the flying kind the oh, worst kind oh my god i'm like i can't like visibly like chills like i quite literally like it's who yeah. i can feel it in the back of my throat it's terrible um yeah that was icky it was gross. And, like, you know, the scene was probably filmed with, like, a dude on a ladder shaking a bucket of cockroaches uh -huh. onto a bunch of actors. There's not enough money in the world, my friend. You don't friends. think they were fake? You don't no. think they were uh, CG? They were, well, you might have gotten away with that on the wide shots, but there were a number of close shots that showed oh, them, the like, crawling on them. Yeah, the close-ups would have to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no thanks. Pass. Pass. You will find me on OnlyFans before you find me covering cockroaches, my friends. No, 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 no. Um, so when this happens, the girls, like her friends, start asking like, oh my gosh, because they know that she's a witch, her cousin's a witch, like, did, did your cousin do this? And she's like, no, my cousin's not even here. And they're like, well, did you do this? And she she's really, really hurt by this accusation. She's like, why would you think I would ever do this? 
And they're like, well, you know, you're the only witch here. And this really pisses her off. She's she's upset. She's crying. She leaves the gym. And to be fair, Emilio wasn't a part of that. He was telling everybody, all right, like, let's just calm down. Let's try, you know, he's not making any accusations. But she goes out into the hallway, which she doesn't have a roach on her, by the way. Somehow she was completely missed by the roach storm. Luna starts walking up the hallway. And she's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I felt bad about the way we left things. I wanted to apologize um, to you. And Fiona's like, no, you know, I want to apologize to you. They they make up. And Fiona just has this moment where she's like, you know what? Fuck it. If after all that I've done, they can only see me as a witch, I'm going to give them a witch. And of course, there's this transformation, right? She starts snapping her fingers. Her pink gown is now this like sexy, strapless black number. Ooh. Her eyes are the purple. She's got those gray streaks in her hair. And her hair is cute as hell. It's all curly. She didn't go in like a, a bad wig scenario. Nope. Okay. Yeah, she still looks cute. And then she gets her own little like beau batons, stylish hat. I love these hats. I need these I in my the shop. Hat. I'm going to look it up mm-hmm. how to make them. And we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Um, I suck at They're felting, so but cute. I'll give it a shot. Um, so yeah, so now we have two kick-ass cute witches who are about to go back in and save this dance. So they do. They go arm in arm and they march back into that gym to say, what's up, everybody? Um, (laughs) which we kind of all knew was coming, right? Yeah. So immediately Emilio runs into her and he is very pleasantly surprised he's like you you look great and he goes so far as like he's like well you always look great but like you look really good now he likes her in full which like pride right so of course madison has to come over and break this up and she's upset that like after all that she's done to ruin this dance and put cockroaches on everybody people still like her and then Fiona gets this moment, moment, right, where she's ready to tell off medicine. She says that she's sorry because apparently when they were younger, Fiona couldn't control her powers. And Madison, who's probably always been a bitch, um, said something to her and Fiona accidentally made like bugs fly out of her hair. And that's mm-hmm. why Madison is so horrible to her and hates witches so much. So she apologizes for making the bugs fly out of her hair. She's like, you know, I couldn't help myself, couldn't control herself. Um, But then she goes on to say, but Madison has no excuse for acting like a bitch that she can control. Um, And she says, quote, I'm not going to let you make the rest of us as miserable as you are. Unquote. Bitch. Like, I really wanted her to be like, bitch. But she didn't. She kept right. classy. All of us at home were saying it. it was fine. So she snaps yeah, her fingers and the her. wand. Yeah, I totally did. I was like, bitch. Uh, <laughs> so she snaps her fingers. The wand flies from Madison's hand into Fiona's hand. So now everybody knows that it was actually Madison who conjures up the storm. 
And Fiona does some magic and she changes the ceiling from this horrible bug storm into like the night sky of the Aurora Borealis. And it's beautiful. And I wrote here, did yes. she clean up the roaches? Because I hope so. <laughs> they're in the school now and they're already breeding. We're going to have to burn the whole school down. I, yeah, they're going to have like an, have to. I think. Yeah, like there's no stopping it. I really hope that she made the roaches disappear too, but it's unclear. We don't know. So Emilio asks her to dance and they're leaving room between them for the Holy Ghost, which is super lame. Um, but then they like float up in a green fog and they have this like very chaste kiss. And after the dance, Fiona borrows Luna's broom to fly them home. And she says to Emilio that she doesn't feel like she's alone anymore. She's really happy. And that's when Emilio grows fangs. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to say it again. Emilio grows fangs. And says that she was never alone. And then they kiss. I guess that's where the whole sensitivity. We'll get back to that. Um, yeah, we're going to circle back. <laughs> we'll circle back. I will say that this last kiss is way hotter, by the way. It's definitely the French variety, um, which is yeah. a little bit dangerous considering his fangs, but whatever. So, and they rich I didn't see that. His fangs popped out and then he went in hot. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So they fly off, of course, across the moon. And you can hear Fiona's cackle on the wind. And that's how it ends. Very cute. Super cute. Couple of things. <clears throat> We've already talked about this, but number one, the wig. Why? When Fiona turns into a the witch, wig. she's still cute. Do you think, think British people get really tired of that British punk rock thing? Probably. That tropey, like, right? I think I so. Know. I mean, I would think so. I don't know. We hate the wig. We hate it. Moving on. The wig Number was, two was a distraction. It was so distracting and not necessary at all. There's so many other directions they could have taken it. Like yeah. we live in the time of some kick-ass like side shaving things that happen. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. there's many other things. I mean, but this looked like it was so obviously a wig too. Like so it was too big for her head. I don't. I don't know. It was yeah. horrible. Um, and I know no one cares as much as I do, but you have to understand, like, who doesn't catch that? I, I don't know. Um, number two. No, vampire? God, question just, mark? Just... He, wasn't what he was out walking? I said vampire, question mark. Yeah, that's my thought. <sighs> what? Like, wasn't he out walking in the quad when he asked for... Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that one either. 
And like, and he and Madison dated. Don't you think she would have figured that out? I don't know. I mean, I would think so. But maybe it's like an age thing. Like it all of a sudden happened. I guess. You know? Like, is this Halloween town? Like, I'm very confused. Maybe okay, it's so then my, back now. My final point, and then I'll ask you what you thought, was that this was super cute. It was adorable from start to finish. We loved everything about the look of this film. It was very stylistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very spooky and kind of like Metro Witch, which we're on board for. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also like just my kind of like paranormal teen comedy. I love a paranormal teen comedy. But. Yeah. In these last few episodes, are you feeling disappointed? Disappointed how? I feel like we were sold horror. Yeah. I mean, I think when they first put out that initial trailer vibe, I I got more of a horror vibe from it. And then now it's becoming, they're becoming more cutesy. But I'm hoping the fourth episode, by by the description alone, seems a little bit more scary. But we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I guess you could say disappointed in that way. But I'm enjoying them enough for my disappointment is kind of like, oh, well, whatever, you know. But Right. No, I agree. Like, I am I'm someone who can, like, definitely appreciate, like, a like a Disney teen. Like, I I enjoy the right amount of cheese. I certainly do. Yeah. Um, and I love paranormal cheese. We, we love it. Um, that's why we like this genre of books. Like, we get it. But right. and I knew that it was never going to be like full on horror because this is Disney Plus and it's a kids show. I understand that as well. However, from the trailer and even from the intro, I feel intro, like we yeah. were pausing ourselves for more of a more of almost like an X Files vibe, where it was like a little bit that. more intense. And, like, a little bit more of a thriller aspect to it, even if you weren't going to, like, jump off and do, like, full horror. And I feel like we are so far departed from that in these last two episodes because they were funny. Yeah. I was laughing through both of them. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. I like the it. Last I just feel like especially. it's a little bit of a bait and switch. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. in the beginning one – it was half and half. Like, it was cute. There were a lot of design elements you like. But it was darker. And then these last yeah. two were very, like, comedic. Yeah, and cute. These last and we like that. Very, I'm just very confused totally, about the yeah, tone. Totally different than, um, than the first one, too. I forgot to look up the but director these... to see if there's different directors. Oh, that, too. Because that would explain it. Because I just I feel like the tone is all of the show. Yeah, it's all over the place. Not bummed, but like it reminded me of um, it reminded me not the same, obviously, but like they were kind of doing like their own little tribute to Teen Witch, you know, in a way. Yeah, it was very That's Teen Witch. I liked the premise. I liked the idea that like you know you could send off for a DNA kit and see if you were <laughs> power. Like I thought that was cute. I'd like to know. Right. I'd probably end up being a troll or something. Not fun. 
Well, apparently it's a whole thing. Like, his, if, if he's a vampire, then, like, what's everybody else? And in my I mind, know. if there's that much diversity, there really shouldn't be, like, a mean girl hierarchy. I don't know. I'm way overthinking this. Well, she's a muggle. And she's jealous. She's a muggle. She is jealous. She wants a hat. <laughs> we all want a hat, Madison. We all want yeah, a hat. She wants a hat. That's, that's, just, that's the bottom line. She wants a hat. We hope you enjoyed episode two and three. They've been some interesting rides. If you're watching the show, let us know on the Facebook group what you think of it. Or let us know on Twitter. Let us know anywhere what you're thinking of it. If you like it. If you're like, this is the dumbest show I've ever watched. We want to know because. Please let us you know. know. If you know. if you don't agree with us, please let us know. We are, let us know. <laughs> we are very emotionally mature adults who can accept like, an, another viewpoint. Please tell us. So we are out. Like Christy on the happy plane to Orlando. Later, bitches. Woo! <laughs> so excited.